This is the Morning Sports Desk for Monday, May 15th. So, Corey, we didn't meet on Friday, but uh, on Thursday afternoon, uh, we had the opportunity to, to go to Seabert Field, or at least I did, and broadcast Wadena Deer Creek and Ottertail Central. Pretty nice afternoon of baseball. Um. Yeah, it sounded like it. Give me the, give me the lowdown on Seabird Field. The picture looked cool. Yeah. So when I got there, uh, first of all, there's no like Seabird Field parking lot, uh, because there's that Athletes Village there now, and this big practice facility for the University of Minnesota uh, Athletics. And so I parked in this lot, kind of on the backside of I think it was Ritter Arena, uh, and I could just kind of see the football field kind of out from where I was standing, but it's just this open lot. And I was like, I sure hope this is the right parking lot. And I had to walk like a, up the up a ramp and like kind of around some back, uh, not alleys, but around some back streets uh, and eventually kind of weaved my way through Athletes Village, passed by the tennis courts, walked past the softball field, and then made my way to Seabird Field. So when I got into the press box, and it took a little bit later than I was expecting, but I got in there and basically... From the press box, I could see straight out to the right field pole. I could see the kind of just the top parts of the practice facility at the University of Minnesota. And then also the softball field was right on the opposite side of the outfield. Uh, There was a high school softball game going on there. You saw to straightaway center field, you could basically see in the distance Huntington Bank Stadium. You could see the roof of Williams Arena. And then out to... Uh, left center field, you could see the track and field, and then to like straight away right field, pull, uh, left field pull, you just saw railroad tracks. So it went from a hundred to zero really quick, right? Uh, but it was still a really gorgeous facility. Behind the stadium was the outdoor practice fields for football for the Gophers. Uh, let me tell you, row the boat is everywhere. Oh yes, the, around there. Yes, it sure is. Uh, but no, the field is really cool. They renovated it, I believe, about ten years ago. And it's all turf, which you might think is kind of weird for a baseball field. Uh, but college baseball season starts in February and ends like now for the regular season. So, you know, there's likely not going to get many grass, many good fields of grass. Right. And in Minnesota at this time of year. So it's turf except for home plate area, which is dirt. Uh, so a lot of guys were sliding into carpet pretty much uh, when they were trying to steal second base. Yeah, I remember you saying that uh, in a couple instances. And and did it affect like how you could slide? Was it definitely did, – did it look different? I think it, it didn't – yeah, it looked a little wonkier. And I think it probably felt a little different when you dive because you're expecting some dirt to kick up. You're expecting the ground to have a little bit of give, and it really doesn't. Kind of the same way that you would if you're sliding on uh, dirt or if you're sliding in the outfield, even on grass. Uh, but it wasn't a huge shakeup. Even I was talking uh, with a Wadena Deer Creek assistant baseball coach, Kevin Toomberg, before the game, and I was kind of like, how does the ball bounce on this field? Is it like the Metrodome? Does it bounce like high? And he's like, no, it bounces pretty well. There's no ginormous hops. Like You're not playing on a blacktop, essentially, like you would if you were playing a game at the Metrodome. Uh, so it played fine. I think both teams adjusted to it pretty well. There wasn't a big grace period. Both teams were pretty much just off and running. So it was a, it was a great facility. Got to walk down on the field a little bit. Uh, there's like stadium seats right behind home plate. Kind of branches out as you get down to the baselines. 
it's bleacher seats. And then once you get closer to the outfields, uh, there's just like some nice grass patches to kind of sit on, some grassy knolls, if you will. Mm-hmm. And that was, it's a pretty cool setup. It's great. It's not a big facility, but it's nice. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. I'm glad you got to go. That's, that is a, a field in the state I have not yet been able to uh, to see, so that's pretty that's pretty cool. And even talking with uh, Wadena Deer Creek head baseball coach Kyle Dykoff, his team lost in the bottom of the seventh inning on a walk-off infield single. And But even then, after the game, he's like, you know, we get to play in a great field. The weather was great. Like, you know... At the end of the day, it's just kind of that's the thing. Nobody will really remember the score. Maybe they will in that one because it ended up being a, a photo finish. But uh, you know, everybody just remembers like, yeah, we got to play at the University of Minnesota. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that's uh, that's super awesome. And then you you stay in town. I mean, I don't. I'm not saying you personally, but um, then the Twins got to play a little bit this weekend. Yeah, they finally, Corey finally got the bats going. And boy, did they ever! Like in like in the biggest way ever. As a matter of fact, uh, this three game series, CJ against the Cubs, they scored the most runs of any three game series at Target Field. How many runs did they score on Friday? I don't know. They scored like two. <laughs> is that right? Which is is that what it was? Uh, I'll double check the score for you. But it was another one of those games, and we've talked about this with the Twins all season long. Is their offense is very boomer bust. There'll be There'll be like two runs a game, two runs a game, nine runs, three runs, three runs, ten runs, one run, one run. Like there's the if you look at their average, if you look at the average amount of runs, it doesn't seem that bad. And then when you like look at the game by game scores, you're like, oh, this is a little kind of jarring. But for the Twins uh, on Friday, so I looked up their schedule here. Uh, on Friday night against the Cubs, they scored two runs. Yeah. They proceeded then on Saturday to score 11 runs. Uh-huh. And then uh, uh, on Sunday for Mother's Day, they decided it would be a great idea to score 16 runs. Yep, they were right. It was a very good idea. Very to good that. idea. Very, very nice to honor mom that way. I would recommend they do that. Most of the time, yeah. Why? Why just stop with honoring mom? Just, just come on. Just every single night. Listen, every day is Mother's Day. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so they scored. What if my, uh, if my birth of math is correct? That's about uh, thirty-three runs in a three-game series. Um. Yeah. Sure. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Uh, that's a so lot of runs. That's a lot of runs. That averages out to eleven runs per game. Corey, you think that's good enough to win? It should, if you average 11 runs a game um, for 162 games, you will go probably 161 and one. Yeah, something about that's right. And by the way, there was good starts from Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, and Louis Varland. All had great starts against the Cubs lineup. That's got some hitters on it uh, and had a good series taking two out of three from the Cubs. And this isn't anything new with the Twins. We've talked about their boomer bust capabilities but because when the twins offense is good they're winning games 11 to 3 or 16 to 3 or whatever it is when the offense is bad they're losing games like 4 to 2 and it's because the bullpen comes in late and can't hold on and everybody gets mad at the bullpen we don't look at the offense and saying well how come like their 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 margin for error is just so slim but when you can in the offense break out the way they did it 
it just helps out. Now, is this like a flash in the pan, or is they have they consistently figured something out? Carlos Correa, by the way, in his last five games, Corey, mm-hmm. has at least one extra base hit. Yeah, he's kind of raking right now. He's figuring. Turns out Carlos Correa is a pro who kind of knows how to, yep. uh, over the course of a 162-game season, knows how to get himself back on track when he's slumping. I saw uh, uh, he's been really hot lately. Um, Joey Gallo had a really nice weekend. He broke Statcast, Corey. That's right. He he hit a home run so far that they can't even measure it. I know it's ridiculous. <laughs> he, um, by the way, had a really great post game interview Saturday. Yeah, what he said uh, was because Joe Ryan pitched Saturday, correct? Yes. Um, just about what it's like to play behind a guy like Joe Ryan, and this is a testament to the Twins pitching so far on this season um he, he said look when you get to play behind ryan it just relaxes you because there are, there are other instances where maybe you just like it feels like not not like an individual starter per se but where you can just tell like oh man if we get four innings out of this guy it's going to be a miracle and you what was he watching chris and, archer pitch and you feel the pressure in your plate appearances to like uh-oh I got a guy on in scoring position. I have to do it right now. You and with with Ryan pitching, he said, like it takes all the steam away. Like you just know that you're gonna get. You can let the game come to you a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I thought that was uh, kind of nice insight. Well, uh, it- from from. What it means to play defense when you know the guy in the mound is dealing. Well, and the interesting thing is Sonny Gray said something like that. I think it was the Twins' first series of the year when they talked about how deep the rotation was. Sonny Gray basically, to paraphrase, he said, well, last year, like, I had to throw like a five in a five or six shutout innings every single time because if I didn't have a good start, and especially if Joe Ryan didn't have a good start, we're not winning again until I go back on the mound. Right. So like just having that depth, it takes pressure off everybody knowing like, hey, I can just go out and do my thing. And if I don't have it today, this guy's gonna come pick me up tomorrow. And the same thing with Gallo. Like if I don't have it today, this guy's gonna at least have my back until I'm feeling right and can have a good plate appearance. And it turns out when you have a good team Things kind of come a little bit easier. And by the way, the Twins, Corey, are hashtag on pace to win 91 games. 91, that's enough. That'll do it. And this 85 might be enough in this division. I think that's uh, I think that's also true. We're really, one more uh, quick point, if I can, on that. We've also seen Twins teams in the past um, uh, relax too much when they have a really good pitcher on the mound. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, they don't press at all and then it's like hey man you know right i get it but maybe maybe just because johan santana is on the mound that doesn't mean you just get to like coast until the seventh inning right go ahead and force- go ahead and score so, some runs it's nice to feel like you know i mean whatever when you score 16 runs in a game it all feels like you're piling on but you feel that sense of urgency and you want to come through but you know that the guy behind you can do it and you know the guy in front of you is going to do it and you know if you don't do it there's a guy waiting in the wings who wants to take mm-hmm. your spot i i like going back a few years ago when the twins had all those catchers that were hitting i've used that example a lot lately but that really matters when you get your chance to play, you have to execute because in that instance, there were two of the catchers who were performing and there's no reason why like, Hey, uh, Garver, we don't have to play you, man. We got two other guys or Asta Dio or, 
uh, Castro, uh, Castro, or whoever. What like do your job because you're going to get limited opportunities, so you better perform when you're given the chance. Exactly. And speaking of that, uh, given the chance, so your guy. Trevor Larnick got sent down last week. Yep. Back to AAA. Yep. He hit like two home runs in three games, and Max Kepler went on the IL again. So they called Larnick right back up, which yep. some people are like, well, if he's not right, why call him right back up? Like, right. is that going to fix him? Well, uh, let, let's see how it went. Oh, Swing and a blast. Right, there. go, Marty, go. And that one's gone. Hey, better call Mama. <laughs> And you know what he's going to do after this game tonight, fellas? He's going to go home, and he's going to call his, his mama. mama. Well, that, that home run call is actually just nice for a couple different reasons. Uh, <laughs> that was wonderful. I was wondering what that, like, oh, was at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, Marnie Gellner joined the Twins radio booth sure on Mother's did. Day. Uh, breast cancer survivor, so they, they had her in the booth. Uh-huh. Uh, and, yeah, got to do her Better Call Mama on Mother's Day. Marnie's uh, the best. Call. She's the best. And so Trevor Larnick hit two home runs in that game, I believe, on fr- on Saturday. He also had a double. Uh, Trevor Larnick right back in the lineup. All of a sudden, he's hitting home runs, and that home run was hit off of a slider. Only his second career home run hit off of a breaking pitch. So Larnick at least feels like for the moment he's figured things out. By the way, Corey, Alex Kirilov had a couple home runs in this series against yes. the Cubs as well. Yes. Alex Kirilov win right is one of the best swings in baseball his power to the opposite field is really amazing he has done nothing but hit when that wrist is right and it's only been a week so we'll see but i saw a video of uh of just like a random cubs fan it was like a like a a cut up of him live reacting to the twins cubs game (laughs) and um Kirilov hit a home run to the opposite field, and I don't. This guy clearly just gets his views on overreacting to everything. But he's a Cubs fan, and Kirilov goes Oppo, and this guy goes, "What? I hate this guy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know who he is. I hate him." (laughs) Well, that does. He just he just straight. You know what? This is bold. This is bold. You ready for this? Yeah. If Alex Kirilov is in the lineup, I feel less bad about Luis Arise. That's. Mm-hmm. I feel considerably less bad about Luis Arise because that dude can just straight up hit. He's it's got really a sweet fun. swing. It's, it's really great. fun to watch, man. Twins are going to be really fun to watch as well when they go on the West Coast to take on the Dodgers. Uh, so that'll be fun. Uh, now, as soon as the offense gets going, they're all going to be playing more in bed. Uh, it is a 9-10 first pitch. Pre-game at 8.30, you can listen on KWAD. Twins have three against the first-place Dodgers, and then they have three against the Angels as well. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Monday, May 15th.